Uh, my name's Ian, or Carl, if it doesn't go well, okay? So, all right, bro. So, oh, Carl was terrible this morning. It was awful. <laughs> we'll still go away with it. Um, I hope you're enjoying going through the church values. I know I am loving the church values. Um, one of the main reasons is because I love the church. I really do love this church. Um, as um, Paul and Wendy have said, we were part of the family church waterside when it first started in 1906. <laughs> it feels like all those years ago. Um, and I love being part of it. I love seeing new people. I love seeing people grow. Um, and I've actually had the pleasure of watching our pastors grow, which has been fantastic. So we all grew up together in, as a youth team, weren't we, all those years ago? Um, and I've seen them grow. And it blesses me so much every week, you know, to uh, when I see uh, Pastor Paul and Wendy get up and speak. Because I remember years ago, these, these young guys, and just watching what God has done in them. And believe me, from when I saw when, the, when I first met them, to where they are now, I've seen God do amazing things in these guys, and it is, it is fantastic. And it's such a, a, a privilege and a, a pleasure to, to work alongside them and uh, work under them and serve under them um, for what they do. So thank you guys for what you do. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome. And you are awesome. I'm just going to say that. Put that Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, obviously, I don't use, but I think the last time I spoke was 11, 11 years ago. Um, so <laughs> I've got away with it all these years. Um, but obviously worship came up and Paul said, oh, I've got an idea. Thanks for that, Paul. I'd love, love, to, love to speak in front of people. That's what I love doing, obviously. Um, <laughs> but one thing I do love is I love worshipping. I love um, worshipping God. And it is um, a privilege and a pleasure to be um, just part of a worship team, uh, to be honest. It's, uh, I've been in a worship team for 20-something years now. A leading worship for 20, oh my goodness, 20 years. I'm getting old. I don't know what happens. I explain the ache in my back. Um, but about 20 years, and I love worshipping, and I've, um, and I've grown myself, and I've seen what God's done through me as I've, I've grown um, through things. And we've got a fantastic team who are dedicated to serving for the church. In the end, we are servants for the church, um, and we love serving. We love um, getting here early to set up and you know we'll continue to do that and you know I think I'll be serving as long as I can serve you know whether it's with a guitar whether it's doing something else in the church but you know I want to serve because I believe that you know the church is amazing and God will use the church so if you're not involved in the team get stuck in it's great and being part of the team is is great because it's you know we're part of a big family and we've got some loads of amazing people around us so yeah get stuck in um now, uh, I thought I'd start off with just a little bit of a testament. I thought I'd be really honest, because most people have known me for many, many... Well, Carl's known me for since, well, since in the womb. Um, we've, we've known each other for quite some time now, haven't we, Carl? A couple of years. Um, so um, I think a lot of people know me, and they've only known with me for what they see when I'm up on stage and things. But it hasn't been all that. I think some people think I'm a bit of an extrovert, but it's actually further from the truth. I'm not an expert at all. The worst, the thing I hate most is being a centre of attention. I hate it. I really can't stand it. It's one of those things. Although a lot of people think, oh, no, he likes being... I really, honestly, I don't. I get really nervous when I walk into a group of people. I struggle sometimes. So I thought I'd be really honest with you guys this morning. So um, when, obviously, I was involved in worship, or even before that, you wouldn't hear me singing. Oh, my goodness, I'd be the quietest person in the room. 
I'd be like, Um, and then when we got to be up on stage, I'd go, right, how far at the back can I be? Okay, I was not, I was more concerned about, well, what are people going to say? Am I going to play the wrong chord? Am I going to do this? Am I going to get that wrong? Am I going to, oh no, what thing? Um, So there there was something in my life that changed it massively. And that's a scripture I'd like to share with you today. So I haven't asked Dan to put this on the screen, this one. <laughs> Caught you at me. He'll probably find it, though. Dan's a genius. We love Dan. He's the stuff he does with technology. It's all bizarre to me, but he can do some amazing stuff. So it's actually in 2 Samuel, and it's King David. Um, and uh, most of you will know this scripture. Um, and it's when he's bringing the ark back into Jerusalem. And it says, uh, let me find, there we go, Um, from uh, verse 14. So David was dancing with all his might. This is uh, 2 Samuel 6, by the way. David was dancing with all his might before the Lord, wearing a, a linen ephod. He and the whole house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of a ram's horn. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter... And Michael looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. They bought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent of David, a pitch for it. Um, then David offered burnt offerings and fellowship offering in the Lord's presence. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of um, armies, and then he distributed a loaf of bread. A date cake, very nice, and a raisin cake to each one in the entire Israelite community, both men and women. Then all the people went home. When David returned home to bless his household, Saul's daughter, Michael, came out to meet him. Oh, how the king of Israel honored himself today, she said. He exposed himself today in the sight of the slave girls of his subjects, like a vulgar person would expose himself. And David replied to Michael, and this is the bit that really changed, changed my life, especially when it came to worshipping. Because David replies, it was before the Lord who chose me over your father and his whole family to appoint me ruler over the Lord's people of Israel. And I will dance before the Lord. And I will dishonor myself and humble myself even more. I think another translation says, I'll become, and the guys at the back go, I'll become even more undignified than this. Old Matt Redman, who was was old enough. Um, He says, I'll become even more dignified than that. And what was a revelation for me was glorifying God and worshipping God was bigger than my insecurities. It was bigger than my doubts of myself, my weakness. It was just so much bigger. My flaws, my failures, all this, it was bigger. So that changed my life. Then suddenly... It was probably almost overnight. I'd be dancing like a lunatic. You <laughs> saw me last night. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, and suddenly it is. So even though I still don't like being the center of attention, I don't like having people watch me, but I know that giving glory to God is so much bigger than anything to do with me. And I love, I love worshiping God, and I'll continue to worship, worship God, and I'll continue to, to bless his name with, with not just... or. Just play a quick song and everything else. No, with everything. It's all about lifestyle, guys. It's about worshipping God with everything we have. So this word today is hopefully an encouraging, uh, encouragement to you. Um, I know it was really encouraging to me reading it and challenging and actually really inspiring. So hopefully it's going to inspire you guys to, uh, to really press on uh, in worship um, for God.
So the value today we're looking at is we are worshippers, passionately praising, intimate in worship and hungry for God's presence. Now this really could be the shortest sermon ever in the world. This could be so short and go, all right, we're off. Let's go and have a coffee. Um, because I want you to look at, okay, and those who've got the Bibles, you might be able to find this one. Okay, I'm going to get the Bibles standing by. Ready? Ready? Ready for this? Genesis. Oh, oh, you got it? You know where it is? Brilliant. That's good stuff. Genesis 1. Okay, we all oh, calm down. Calm down. There we go. Genesis 1. 1. Okay, so right at the very front of your Bible, just after all the index things, you might be able to find that one. That's good. Even I could go, oh, I found that. Great. Okay. At the beginning, by the way, in case you're wondering. Okay. So it says the first four words, in the beginning, God. Well, that's it. That should be enough. Okay. Generally, let's go and get a coffee because that should be it. <laughs> it's all those classic. In the beginning, God. Oh, that'll do. Um, because at the end of the day, guys, that should be enough. That should get us so excited, just those four words, in the beginning, God. Just joke, one, you got it right. Look at that. Maths isn't my strong point. I'll leave it at Paul. Um, in the beginning, God. Okay, that should be something we should grasp hold of and get a revelation of that. Because understanding that, understanding who God is, suddenly makes what he's done for us that much more. Who he is. So I really want you guys to to grab that revelation. Who he is. In the beginning, God. There's no one bigger. There's no one greater. Almighty God, the great I am. Creator. Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. Omnipotent, all-powerful. Omnipresent, all-knowing. And that's just a few of the words to describe him. But just that should be enough for us to get excited about praising God, about getting excited who he is. Okay, who's ready for a psalm? Ready for a psalm? I love the psalms. Go through psalms. If you've got a chance to read it, go through all the different psalms because you see people going, praise God, and a lot of them are written by David, and he goes, praise God, and sometimes he goes through some really difficult circumstances, and he'll go, oh, Lord, I'm difficult, it's difficult. to." And right at the end, he'll always go, but praise God, I trust you. Okay, and that's so inspiring. So, Psalm 29, verse 2, and I love this psalm. This says, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty and majesty of his holiness. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Might come to a surprise, hope it doesn't, but all the glory is due to his name. Not only, but all the glory is due to his name. Every little bit. We can grasp the magnificent of who he is. Looking at the night sky, I don't know if anyone's done that at night, and looking at the stars and the... Especially, I went to Uganda, and it's a whole different sky out there because there's no... Um, obviously, there's no um, light pollution. And just seeing the magnificent of the stars, everything is so clear. And looking at the greatness of the universe... And that doesn't even come close to how great God is, as we've been seeing this morning. Great are you, Lord. Psalm 8, 3 to 4 says, When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. 
again, looking at the vast of the universe, have you ever watched uh, some astronomy clips or, and look how vast the universe is? And they're still discovering more and more and going, oh, no, it goes a bit further. goes a bit further. Oh, isn't that pretty? Oh, no, no, it goes even further than that. There's a planet. Oh, and we go further than that. The universe is huge, massive, and they're still discovering it. It's not, we don't know how big it is. We don't know how big or what, how far it goes. Is it infinite? Maybe. Does it keep going? If it isn't, what's behind the wall? So it keeps going and going and going. And yet, so looking at the hugeness of that, the psalmist was going, okay, I can see your greatness. So what are we? Tiny little things on this tiny little planet. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. And yet he does. Of all the huge universe, of all the greatness of creation, he cares so much for us. John 3.16. Here's a classic. See, in most football matches you can see it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So we've got, from when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and stars which you have set in place, watch as mankind that you are mindful of them. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Having a revelation of who he is makes the length he went to to reconcile us to him, so remarkable. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. As the Bible tells us, for the joy set before him, this is Hebrews, he endured the cross. We couldn't reconcile with God because of our sin. So he did it for us. And this is why I worship. Beyond the songs, beyond the lovely tunes and the different things we play. Oh, that hurts my back. Ooh. Beyond that, it's because of who he is. That's why I can get up there Sunday mornings and start playing and not worry about what anyone else thinks, to be honest, because it's all to do with him. And I'll continue to do it for him. The Rock of Ages the great I am, eternal king, merciful God, the lion of Judah, Jesus, Messiah, the risen lamb. And he deserves our highest praise. So what should our response be? What can our response be? Well, John 4, 23 to 24 See, Amplified says, but a time is coming and is already here when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit, which is from the heart, the inner self, mad for truth. That's typo, see that? <laughs> and in truth, I love text. For the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. God is spirit, the source of life, yet invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. 
So it's got to be from the heart. It's got to be an honest worship. If we're feeling rubbish, if we wake up, say, in the morning, I'm just move this. Mm, there we go. If we're feeling bad, because not every day we wake up and go, yay, things are great. Sometimes we don't feel great. Um, I wasn't going to share this, but I think I will. Um, again, it's a bit of personal testimony for me. Uh, many years ago, I was a young Christian. I was feeling rubbish. I'd messed up so many times. I was thinking, God, I feel absolutely terrible. I just felt really down on myself. Just felt I was hopeless, useless. You know, I don't know if anyone can, can relate to, to being like this. You're just thinking, oh. And I said that thing, he said, God, why did you bother? Why did you bother? And it's one of the only times in my life where I've truly heard God's voice. And he said, I've already done it. I've already done it. See, it's not about us. Never has been about us. It's all been about him. So if you are struggling, if you are going through things, look to him. Because he has already made a way. What Jesus did on the cross made a way for us to reconcile with God. And it's such a blessing. And praise God that he did. And when we praise at the times, if no matter how we're feeling, God can do amazing things. You sit and praise his name. If you want to look this up, look up Paul and Silas when they're in prison. And see what God did when they're praising him. In the middle of prison, we're not talking about our prisons nowadays. We're talking about dark dingy horrible place where they're chained up and they start praising God and you see them being released not just them but the people around them so when we praise God the atmosphere can change things can happen um, that's a that's an entirely other sermon in itself and uh, you know it's something that you really I think you should look into about the the difference praising God in your circumstance doesn't matter what the circumstance is don't let the circumstance define you you know let God de- define the circumstance and give him the glory. Give him the praise. We need to really be passionate about worshiping God. When we praise his name, you know, there are times where we've all been through horrific things, whether it's uh, death of a loved one or many things. There are times you just struggle. But at those times, the comfort I've got from just praising God, for just going, God, I'm going to praise you, yet I will praise you. And you see that a lot in the Psalms. A lot of the Psalms, read through the Psalms where people are going through, and, and David went through some horrific things, whether it's family trying to kill him and all sorts. And yet at the end of the Psalms, he will continue to, yet, I will praise you, yet, I will trust you. So we really have to be passionate about praising God. There's a great scripture in Luke. This says, when one, this is Luke 7, 36 to 50. And this says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and was reclining at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. Now, for all those husbands out there, know how much perfume costs. Um... So back then, perfume was massively expensive. It was, it's re- you know, insanely how expensive it was back then. I mean, if you, for husbands or people who have to buy their other half perfume and you have to remortgage your house just to get it, um, we can understand perfume is expensive, you know. Um, but wives, you know, I want to smell nice. 
might want to go, well, I'll go and get a can of WD-40. I love the smell of that. No, don't. Don't honestly, don't. Don't go. No, don't do it. Um, but we know the, the cost of this. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who'd been invited had saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Oh, tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 nari and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, well, I suppose the one who has had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time he entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And the other guests began to say among themselves, who is this that even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now this woman could have been concerned about what Simon was going to say. What the other people are going to say. At the end of the day, she's walked down the street with a jar of perfume. Where's she going with that? And she walked in. So she could be focusing on many different things. But she chose to focus on Jesus. The line I love in this is where it says, Her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. As her great love has shown. What she was doing in worship, she understood how much she had been forgiven. And so she wanted to express worship with everything, with tears, not caring what anyone else was thinking, with expense, pouring perfume on, with love, kissing the feet of Jesus. Romans 3.23 says that all have fallen short. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But like this woman, we have been forgiven of all the wrong things that we've done. So what's our response? What's our response? Her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. Her passion was shown in her worship. The grateful heart because of what Jesus has done for her.
I want to leave us with this this morning. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him, therefore, let at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Now, for me, not being able to stand in front of people, not being able to sing in front of people, not being able to do things, having insecurities, have my concerns about what everyone else would think, getting the revelation of who he is changed my life. So now, yes, you will see me up there playing guitar and singing God. But it's not about me and a guitar. It's about an opportunity of just giving God praise because he deserves all praise. And I'll get passionate. I don't, you know, I don't care. I'll stand in the middle of the streets as we do regularly. And I'll happily sing about God, give praise to God. Many years ago, not a chance. But getting that revelation of who God is and what he has done for us suddenly in lights of passion in your heart and out of the overflow of your heart becomes worship it's not even hard you know it's just you just start worshiping god you deserve the highest praise so let's use opportunities while we're here on earth the end of the day one day we're all gonna be up in heaven praise god and we're gonna be praising his name so we might as well get the practice in now, hadn't we? <laughs> and it's not a question of what the person next to you is doing. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because the glory and praise belongs to him and he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of all our praise and all our worship. So I get excited when I get to praise God. Not because I get to play guitar, I enjoy playing guitar, it's all right. I don't mind singing every so often. But getting to praise God, that gets me excited. Yes. Giving God the glory, that gets me excited more than anything else. So let's truly grasp hold of that. Let's be a church of worshippers, passionate worshippers. You know, when people walk in this room, what are they going to see? Are they going to see people going, oh my God, he's all right, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, give a bit of song, or are we going to see people go, no, I'm going to give everything, worshipping God. If I just want to see people singing loudly, shouting loudly, I can go and watch Southampton FC. Well, not really. Um, go and watch another football team uh, play, can't I? The amount of times I've been to a football match, and I see people, people passionately worshipping and praising and their hopes and their dreams and everything else on 11 people kicking a balloon around the field. How much more should we be excited about what God has done? How much more should we get passionate about giving God praise, giving God the glory? Let's get excited, people. God is good. God is good. And let's give him the glory. How are we doing for time, Pastor? It's good. Great. That's right, isn't it? Well, that's all right. It's not bad, isn't it? I was going to get Pastor Paul to sing to us this morning a song. But he, um, something he refused. But there you go. So, guys, let's get excited about praising God. Um, okay, I'm going to finish with a, a bit of a song. There's a song I've been listening to recently um, uh, by Phil Wickham. If you ever heard some of a uh, uh, worship leader called Phil Wickham, if you haven't heard 
his stuff, listen to Phil Wickham. He's got the most phenomenal voice. He's such a gifted man, an anointing on that bloke. Um, I got to see him live many, many years ago at Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor, Jason again. Oh, yeah, Soul Survivor, remember that? Um, and, uh, and it was a surprise. Never heard of the bloke. He got up and sing, and the anointing was phenomenal. So um, we've got a song. Actually, Carl, do you want to come and join me? Where he's go. There he is at the back. I'll, I'll get Carl. Carl, bless him. He is my brother, but he is someone who has served so much at this church. He always stands at the back. Oh, it's, but if you guarantee there's someone there setting up or getting ready to praise God or just giving it all, um, the human octopus, the fact that he can play bass and drums at the same time <laughs> I still can't understand but yeah we're, we're gonna do a song for you this is a song uh, called A Thousand Names and it's gonna take me a little while to get from here to up there so while I do um, Paul will do a tap dance or something similar for me <laughs> so hold on let's, let's pause Paul